Welcome to this week's episode of Extraordinary Entrepreneurs Together, the podcast for entrepreneurs interested in fast growth and funding, powered by EHE Capital. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Extraordinary Entrepreneurs Together. This episode, Guy and Gary are going to talk all about goal setting for 2022. So without any further ado, I'm going to hand it over to them. Thanks, Ivan. I think we all recognize Christmas is a time to reflect. I think entrepreneurs spend quite a lot of time with the family and friends and relaxation and drinks and eating and drinking too much. But also it's a time to sort of, I've found over the years that I sort of take myself off every now and then and sort of think about what I've achieved in the year. What am I going to achieve in 2022? And it leads into somewhere in early January, setting goals and uh, milestones. And probably combined with that, dreaming a little, you know, sort of let your imagination get carried away about what you can achieve, you know, big, ambitious plans and thoughts. So it's a really good time for reflection. And I think, Guy, you're you're probably similar, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. You're right. I mean, at any point during the year, but particularly Christmas, because it's the, the one time when you, I think you, you, you don't get emails, you know, most of the world stops, all right, retail doesn't, there's one or two sectors that don't in health and so on, but a lot of the world kind of slows down and stops and your email box becomes a lot more about what's on the Boxing Day sales and, and stuff like that rather than businessy stuff. So it kind of frees your mind up, I find. And when you get that, that time to reflect, as you've quite rightly pointed out on the year. And, you know, I always try and look back at the good stuff that's happened over the year because that puts you in the right kind of mindset, puts you in a really positive mindset. And it's easy to get drawn into the stuff that didn't go right. But actually, when you start looking back, most of the time you look back over here, you go, do you know what? Despite everything that was going on around me, there's some good stuff that's happened this year. And I think if you get yourself in that kind of mindset and then you go, okay, well, look, we think we're coming towards the end of this pandemic. It's going to become an endemic probably by spring in the middle of the year. And, you know, people are beginning to focus on business again and, you know, what they can achieve and kind of get that positive mindset going. And just as you said, then begin to dream a little, allow yourself to maybe be a little bit unrealistic, maybe, because I, you know, what, what I've found in the past is that when you think big, your strategies change. And actually, you achieve far more because of that strategy change. So there's nothing wrong with thinking big and having that kind of mindset. And, you know, it's about creating, I think, giving yourself an abundant mindset. So what I mean by that is, you know, creating a world of abundance isn't about creating a world of luxury. It's just not. uh, It's not about material things. It's about creating a world of possibility. And, you know, and, and most people actually have a, a scarcity mindset. And in a world of kind of scarcity, there's a limited amount of resource. There's only so much to go around. And it's not a great place to be. Whereas if you allow yourself to think of it with an abundant mindset, saying, look, rather than slicing a piece of pie thinly, why not bake more pies? And and I know it's a strange analogy, but hopefully that gets the, the, the point across. And, you know, the future and the future of your business and what you can achieve with an abundance mindset is very different to that of somebody with a, a scarcity mindset because you're thinking bigger, you're thinking more positively. You're looking at how you can use, in particular, technology to change the future direction of your business and give you a competitive edge. So that's why I think 
you know, when you have that kind of downtime, your brain becomes more creative and the art of possible becomes a thing. It becomes bigger. And I think if you do that, then you actually come up with some really good ideas that you can follow through on in, in the new year and really make the year a success. No matter what's going on around you, ignore that. Carry on as if nothing's going on around you and have that kind of creative abundance mindset. Yeah, I think that's brilliant. Absolutely right. So it's a time for reflection. Make sure your mindset's right and think big, think abundant. What's possible? What could I achieve? And I think then if you if we sort of move forward, I, I always, this is a saying that uh, I came up to my book, which is goals of the delivery system of dreams. And I think that's quite a good statement. So when you set goals, they can be that delivery system of, of your big dreams and abundant thinking. And I think, I suppose we ought to sort of share our thoughts on how we set goals and just to share with the, with the listeners, really. I like to dream big. Uh, I think we both do, Guy. And uh, therefore, I like to set, you know, big goals. And the way I like to set them is I tend to write them in the past tense, as though I've already achieved them, and then tend to read them most days. And then I set my SMART goals, the sort of measurable, achievable, realistic targets, if you like, on a quarterly basis. I think Dan Sullivan has sort of tuned us into that quarterly. With your pocket coach. Well, I don't use a pocket coach. (laughs) That's far too detailed for me. (laughs) But I love to focus on five issues every quarter that relate to those big dreams that I have for the year or for the decade or whatever it is. So big dreams and then set the smart goals linked to that every quarter. Because I find quarter is a good time frame. A lot of people would perhaps use monthly Depends what the goals are, or even weekly or daily, but the daily tends to be tasks that relate to the goals, I find. And I think if if we can go a little bit specific, I'd sort of, let's say I want a holiday home in Mallorca, which I love Mallorca, but I would say things, I'm enjoying a beer on the balcony of my holiday home in Mallorca, watching the cruise ships go by daily. You know, so I write it in that tense. And there's a bit of science behind that, but uh, I won't go into that now. So you sort of write it in that past tense, and then I have cards in a in a matchbox, and there might be five or six of those that I want to achieve in a year. And then my quarterly goals focus on achieving those. So it might be let's research the visas about what it needs to stay in Mallorca, find out about an agent, someone I trust in the area. You know what's the FX rates in terms of cash and where do I want to be specifically in what area? You know, so you can break it down. So there's the big goal. That's sort of what I do in the past tense. And then break it down into smaller goals that could be achieved either weekly, monthly, or quarterly, depending on your system. Yeah, I guess as well, uh, Gary, just going on your Mallorca analogy, you know, your personal goals can also drive your, your kind of business ambition as well. So you can set yourself personal goals and to achieve that, then you need to make sure that your business succeeds. And, you know, the sooner you get to the point where your business is successful, whatever that represents, and you've achieved that goal, then you can, you know, you can achieve some of your personal goals. And maybe some of your personal goals are, are kind of staged as well. You know, you might want a motorbike first, for example, and then you might want I know, um, an electric car or something like that. And then, you know, you're moving into your, your kind of villa and that, that kind of drives then the, the determination, I think, to 
drives your business forward. And, you know, you can then think, start thinking bigger. Say, right, how am I going to achieve that quickly? Start setting yourself the ultimate ambition, what, you know, what you want to achieve in your business. What's the, you know, what does that represent? Is it a monetary thing? Is it a lifestyle thing? You know, what is it? Is it something you pass down to your kids? Well, what is it? And then, you know, you work backwards from there, as you said, and, you know, you set yourself maybe a, a three-year goal to achieve that. And every year there's some headlines that you're going to achieve each year. And then below those headlines, as you say, particularly in the year ahead, there's the quarterly goals that will ensure you get there within the timescales that you set yourself. So absolutely, you should set goals and, you know, ultimately they will drive the business and potentially you're also your, your personal goals. They've got to move you as well, haven't they, emotionally, those goals. Yeah, I think that's quite important. It's no good being bland. I think you've got to be very specific. And they've got to move you. They've got to, uh, your juices, your passion, you know, what's in your core. Because otherwise, because there's always challenges through to get those goals, always. In fact, you have to expect those challenges, the hurdles, the difficulties. But it's much easier to jump them if you've got that passion and something about them. They've got to mean something, haven't they? Yeah, they have. And it's what, you know, what mark do you want to make on the world? You don't want to live your life however long that is and then not leave a, a positive mark. You want to leave a positive mark in as many ways, well, I do, in as many ways as I possibly can and in the right ways. And, you know, that kind of, again, drives the personal ambition. It drives the business ambition as well. So it's going back to that abundance thing. You know, abundance isn't about a world of luxuries. It's far more than that. And, you know, leaving a mark on the world in a positive way, in whatever fashion that is, whether it's literally that you employed, I don't know, 200 people and you treated them really well. And, you know, they were able to feed the families and pay the mortgage for 20 years while you were running that business. That's a really positive impact on, on the world. Building a, a platform that means that people don't have to travel to wherever they have to travel to. They can do it from the, the comfort of their own home. And, you know, that helps the green agenda. There's lots of different ways of slicing and dicing it about your own personal impact on the world. And and that's certainly, I, I, I think about stuff like that, as well as the, the financial goals and everything else. Legacy, almost. Yeah, I think it depends where you start from. I think uh, definitely that is true. You need to open it up. As you say, I like the building blocks analogy on your goals, really. You know, when they become personal and, and, and big dreams. Because you're sort of like most people, when they start out setting goals about what they want, it comes down to cars and houses and things, very material possessions, yeah. which they should because that's important. Because if you come from where we've come from, you know, they're really status symbols and a measure of your success, actually. But then as you become more successful, they move into other areas of life and you realise that material possessions don't bring the happiness and don't bring that lasting positive feeling. There's other things in life and you it's like a hierarchy, I think, and you have to go through each stage to get to the next one. That's how I feel. I love your little story about the, the matchbox. I mean, I'm curious, how big is this matchbox, Gary? It's funny because I, I talk about it to the, to the students that I, I coach. It's a matchbox that is like a family uh, matchbox, not a small one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, my wife is, uh, was a teacher, so she covered it in uh, sparkly foil, so it felt a bit magical. And I would okay. cut cardboard bits out and write them on my goals on those cardboard bits. So they'd be about... 10 statements 
to the year each year. And I would put them in there and I'd use them as I was driving to and from wherever I was working as a daily motivation. That's it worked for me. I, some people would do it right. They might have a picture board. They might have videos. They might use audio. But that, that worked for me. Too. I fully understand that. And funny, you know, someone once gave me, they talked to me, have you heard about the, the book called The Secret? Where, mm. you know, the, the I love it. stars yeah. aligned and all that kind Absolutely. of stuff. Yeah, and although I'm not a big believer in that kind of thing, what I am a believer in is that if you set yourself goals, you're far more likely to achieve what you want to achieve than if you just drift. And, you know, a, a friend of mine, he was, he was a big believer in the secret. He, he gave me a, a check from the secret that you had to fill in yourself. And that was your own personal goal. And it was on the side of my filing cabinet in my office for about six or seven years. And that was the number that was important to me. And it was a financial number. Yes. And and listen, ultimately, when you're growing your business and you build a business and you either sell it or you're just generating cash from that business, it's always about the number. And I achieved that number and I achieved that number and some. But the point being... And, you know, we've talked about this briefly, I think, in the past, though. It's not always about the money. It's about what the money brings. And the biggest thing money brings is freedom. Yes. And it gives you freedom as an entrepreneur to do what you want to do moving forward and really work in your unique ability. Carry on doing the good stuff that you've done previously, but in maybe in a bigger way this time. And maybe it does buy you a car or maybe it does buy you a holiday home somewhere that you can go and relax in and, you know, your family benefits from that, all that kind of good stuff. But ultimately, it gives you freedom of time, freedom of relationship, freedom of money. There's the fourth freedom. I can't remember off the top. Freedom of purpose. Purpose. Yeah. And the purpose is one of the key ones for me. The goals you set yourself can be monetary. There's nothing wrong with that because money gives you that freedom. And um, that's, that's interesting because I had a number as well, right? <laughs> Different method. I, I do like the uh, secret and I have shared that with my family and, and used it myself. I think there is some science behind that, but actually I used it from a, a guy called Stefan Wissenbach, who we both know. He, he was a financial advisor and he was my financial advisor and he had something called the magic number. And the magic number was the number you need to attain to sell your business for so your work is optional for the rest of your life. So, so and that's, that's about freedom again, though, isn't it? You know, yeah, it the, is. the optional it is. bit is about freedom. It is. And, and actually, having got there, it is absolutely about freedom. Entrepreneurs love that freedom to create, freedom to, you know, all the things that they want to do. And you know, if you know you've got the money in the bank or invested or in houses or investment, whatever it is, that gives you your bread and butter, if you like, that freedom is just so powerful, so energizing. And I think that's the part of the goal setting. So having a number, I think, drives entrepreneurs to achieve and the trimmings that go with it, I guess. Yeah. And I mean, it's funny, isn't it? We, we, although we do put a little bit planning into these discussions, we leave a lot of scope for freedom as to where these chats are going to go. And it's, it's very interesting that we, you know, we started talking about mindsets we then moved into goals, which was the plan to talk about the goals. But then actually, there was no plan after that to, to go in and talk about entrepreneurial freedom. But it is such an, an important thing. And I think most entrepreneurs that you know achieve what they want to achieve, hit their targets, they're in a matchbox, hit the targets, they're on the side of a filing cabinet, on the, a check or what, you know, whatever method yes. you use, yes. they hit that. 
And then they go, okay, well, that was a, that was a great ride. I'm going to go again. And it, I, again, it's not about the money at that point. It's about, yeah. you know, what can you achieve in life and money's a measure. That's all it is. You know, more importantly, I think you're right. Money is important to begin with, in the, perhaps in your first business. But when you've generated that money, it's no longer, you know, cash is no longer a big thing. It's only a measure. It's more about what can you achieve? What difference can you make? And that's the point I was making earlier about the difference you can make to, to, to the world. And, you know, every, I think every entrepreneur really wants to make a positive difference to the world. They do. And I think that's a, I can finish with a, a statement from Mr. Diamandis, which I really love that, that grabbed me because a lot of successful people in his audience in California that we both go to early in the year, and he goes, it's now about going from success, successful to significant or success to significance. And I think that captures what you're saying quite well. Perfectly. Really nice way to finish it. Thank you. Brilliant. Thank you for listening to this episode of Extraordinary Entrepreneurs Together. Visit the EHE Capital website, ehe.capital, for further insights and to join the EHE community.